there's only two video stores left really in the city so we don't want to get rid of them but it is like when you think of that the money coming in from the videos is less than like what we make in like a three foot square pastry case that was Faye's coffee owner and artist michael mcconnell i'm jeff and this is storied san francisco Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from business owners, photographers, journalists, and other San Franciscans telling stories and responding to the question, what is it about this place? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18, Part 1. You never really know what'll happen when you move across the country to be a donor for your lesbian friend. Fast forward 20 years, and if you're Michael McConnell, you might be the owner of a coffee shop that doubles as one of the last video stores in San Francisco. Here's Michael. I've worked here for the last 19 of the 20 years that the store has been here, um, but I've lived in the city for about 20 years. Um, I moved here in 99 from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I actually knew someone who lived here um, in Columbus where I went to art school, and they were like, hey, um, they were actually asking, they were, it was a lesbian, and she, her and her partner wanted me to be a donor for their baby so that was they wanted me to come out for that and then I was contemplating moving to New York with my brother and I had come out for like uh like a spring break or three weeks I took the Greyhound from Columbus to here and like while I was here like had kind of like a job lined up I had an apartment lined up in the East Bay and it kind of just was like oh wait this may be lining up so let's just try it and see what happens um so, and my friend had worked across the street at Byright, which is a little grocery store on 18th Street. I'm sure everyone knows Byright. And, uh, How did you know her? She used to hang out at the coffee shop that I worked at in Columbus. Got it. So she had a crush on my roommate. So she would hang out all the time. So, and then uh, her parents were Jehovah Witnesses and she kind of had like this weird falling out with them and she took a trip out to San Francisco and she was became, she teached at Clarion the school up oh, on, yeah. like the elementary school, the after school program there. Yeah. So. so it all started with a crush, essentially. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> but not mine. <laughs> so, so Vicariously yeah. through, yes. through a crush. Did you grow up in Ohio? No, I grew up in Michigan, just Michigan. outside Detroit. So, okay. And then... So you, so you like, at that, before that point in your life, you were just like still kind of like moving around that, that Midwest and, or whatever we're going to call that part of the country. Yeah, I didn't um, know exactly what I was going to do when to Columbus and thought, oh, I moved to San Francisco and I thought it would only be here for four years oh, and then yeah. I was going to move to New York. So yeah. then, like, that was like the plan. But What was it about this place that kept you here? Well, basically what ended up happening was I, when, when I came out to check out San Francisco, I had set up a job to work at Pete's in 4th Street in Berkeley. Oh, yeah. And I was going to be a manager there. And I had run this fancy, I was an assistant general manager at this fancy place in Columbus. And so I started working there. And on the first day of training there, like I was completely trained. They didn't know what to do with me. But their policy was that you had to work there for a month before you could like start making drinks and stuff. Okay. And so I was just working the bean counter. And it kind of was awful. Like it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And so my friend, who I was moved out here for, she worked at Byright, and she was like, oh, that crazy, weird coffee sh- shop video store I think might be hiring. You should go check it out. So 
I had taken my resume to Dolores Park Cafe and my slides because they showed artwork. So it was like I did a drop off with the owner of there and then I stopped into phase with a resume and the owner happened to be working later to find out that they thought I was the crazy person who had a resume because no one had ever applied <laughs> for a job with them with a resume because they always right. had hired people who were just like neighborhood characters. Right. And it was kind of like an odds and ends like video like shop that took a siesta in the middle of the day. It was closed and they had people who lived down the street would have all have a night and work. Mm-hmm. So it was very like a communal place. Yeah, almost like a co-op. Kind of. Yeah. Pre, yeah. And, uh, so they ended up hiring me and I was working here and at Pete's and there were these cr- crazy long days. And I was like, I told them if they could offer me more hours, I would just quit Pete's cause they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So that's, what I ended up doing. You were staying so, in the East Bay at that time? Yeah, I lived in a warehouse like by um, 40th and San Pablo, basically. Okay. So okay. not far from MacArthur Bart. So, yeah, with yeah. friends or? Yeah, there were six of us. It was this like old dry cleaner warehouse space and like, you know, it was big enough you could roller skate in it. And I had I had a room that was, had a studio below it and it was on stilts and just had a little bedroom above it. Like so, a loft. Yeah. Yeah, and back when you could do things like this. I exactly. Know. I drive by that space all the time, and I don't know if anyone's there, and I'm just like, I wish I would have never gave it up yeah. in certain ways. Right, but right, right. So, so, so um, you're saying a, a lot of it was this place. Phase, what is- yeah, I was going to say, what ended up happening was I worked at Phase, and I was just the manager, and then the old owners had other jobs. They adopted three kids, and... They were a gay couple and they adopted three kids. And so I was like a nanny for their kids and working at the store. And the other manager um, had worked with one of the guys at a research project at UCSF. And he was always like, oh, if you guys ever want to sell the place, I'm interested in it. And so they decided that they were going to sell it, but they were going to only sell it if I was his business partner. And so I didn't know any of this was going on. So one day they sat me outside on the front of the store on the bench and was like, hey, we have this idea. And I was actually in movement of looking to move to New York with my brother again. And then they were like, Hey, do you want to buy phase? And I was 20 something and like, I don't know if I will have this opportunity. And it seems like it could be, you know, I should not pass this up. And so they must've felt special that they, like they wanted you and, and Matthew. Yeah, guy, yeah. And Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was cool. I so, so cause the store is split like a video in a coffee shop and I had, I, you know, brought them like a nice coffee recipe and said like, you guys have really great quality beans, but like things that you're doing could just be tweaked just a little bit and it would be even better. So I think like, I don't know. And I'm super chatty with all the neighborhood people and I have a weird memory still like, you know, there's been customers who've come in here 15 years later and I've remembered them and remembered what they drank and they're like, how do you do that? And I'm just like, I wish I knew how I did it because I don't have a memory for like, things like where am I supposed to be at certain yeah. times of the day? So. No, that's a barista bartender thing. Yeah. Like I, I, the good ones. It's like they, they just remember faces and names and, and drinks and yeah. they can just whip it out. Like so, you said, 15 years later, that's remarkable. Yeah. So. What did you think the first time you came in here to drop off your, your resume? What did you think of the place? It, it definitely was like that. Like, you know, it was like a ma and pa or a pa and pa type little store. It was definitely quirky like you know handmade shelves and but it wasn't like a normal video store in the sense that like most video stores have carpeting and have like those weird crazy plastic white racks and you know so there was like it was like like you know it looked like two gay guys opened a video store. <laughs> <laughs> so 
but you know and it was just a little coffee bar with like you know pastry you know a little pastry kiss mm-hmm. whatever it was pretty simple mm-hmm. coffee wise whatever so, Columbus but, is kind of a co- is a college yeah town did it kind of remind you of that college town feel like a little little more um well, like you said pop and pop and like art arty and yeah it was definitely felt yeah this neighborhood is you know changed so much over that time like 18th street used to be you know delfina only had it's one restaurant you know tartine used to be carl's bakery like and it was like people were getting selling drugs and like the dolores park wasn't really safe and sometimes people didn't walk down 18th street all the time like it was like kind of tumbleweeds during mm-hmm. the middle of the day like that's phase actually took a siesta we were closed between 11 and 3 because oh, wow. there was no business mm-hmm. whatever really mm-hmm. so because people would leave the neighborhood and then come back here and you know it was like the artist people who lived in here and right like, there was musicians and a lot of you know bartenders and artists it was like all the quirky fun people lived in this neighborhood and then slowly we watched them go to oakland or go to portland or go to Austin or go to Nashville now it seems like so yeah like the the new it town kept changing and um, yeah well places like Oakland aren't so affordable no. anymore and aren't such a like a, an alternative but um but they are Oakland is like where it seems like we're all like the alternative like artists type people are like mm-hmm. we all I mean because I'm an artist myself like sometimes I'm like San Francisco like when you think of like an art thing to do it's like oh it's kind of not gonna be that exciting but you know yeah. Oakland you can still be like there'll be queers and you know like it'll be like transgender and like yeah. you know like I went to like over the holidays there was like a transgender uh holiday mark. it was all all the providers were trans people and it nice. was cool because yours it's like there was this really welcoming warm family energy mm-hmm. that was just like oh they don't it's just quirky and yeah you know it's embraced and not be like oh that's weird or like you know this street this area 20 years ago much different um and i mean 500 clubs a block away that's been there forever yeah yeah and it's changed recently too because sure. it has a new owner yeah and so like some of the bartenders have, are gone and you know they've did some remodeling and mm-hmm. I actually don't go in there that much anymore since to be honest. Like yeah. it's been years kind of, I mean, we used to go there yeah. after work or, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I also live three blocks away. So mm-hmm. it's like nice. Like I have a super easy commute. Yeah. So, and then my partner lives in Oakland. So I'm over there all the time. What are your thoughts or feelings about the changes that we're talking about? Like, and, and has it affected business here? I mean, you guys are still obviously open and that's, yeah we've so one of the things for like us to maintain like a business i think is that we slowly change things with the videos like i know a lot of video stores when dvds started becoming popular like they would dump the vhs and try to like replace everything with dvd and we kind of were systematic about it where we were like we'll get new stuff on dvd and then things that people request or things that are like standard things like you know movies that you should have you know would be in the collection like and we slowly did it and it's the same like now you know we've slowly pushed the dvds back and have added like art and cards and like little things and it wasn't like a big transition so um everything happened we just kind of like evolving as like things that the neighborhood needs we still are always like what is missing from this block? Like, you know, and so like what I've gone through, like, Oh, should we be a gardening store to, or like, should we be like a little general store that also has videos in it? Cause like there's only two video stores left 
really in the city. So we don't want to get rid of them, mm-hmm. but it is like, when you think of that, the money coming in from the videos is less than like what we make in like a three foot square pastry case or right. like for me, the biggest sign was just recently we, we actually have sold more money in newspapers hmm. than movies. Wow. And you're just like, well, you know, everyone knows that the newspapers are dying. Yeah. Like, that's telling. Yeah. So it's a little bit, you know, so, but I also think that our big stronghold is staying in the same, in this neighborhood is that we're very, we're like the community place yeah. like we're the place where like the locals go like they know about us you know and sometimes it's a blessing and a curse because like we've actually had people tell us like they don't want to tell people we have good coffee because they like that there's not a line out the door mm-hmm. you know and every once in a while if there is a line out the door we'll see a couple people bounce and i'm just like it only takes you know one little thing to like have someone change their place yeah there's know? only room in this neighborhood for one long line yeah <laughs> so yeah so it's like you want to have a line you don't want to have a line right you know right. it's like a kind of a push-pull thing sometimes but we get a lot of people who go across the street for like pastries and stuff and then come here for coffee because they're like somehow heard that we have better coffee and oh. like i'm always it makes me feel good that we're doing yeah. something right and um I don't know. Our staff is really eclectic and different, and like they, it's interesting to me. Like I'll come in passing through and see one of them having like this conversation with a customer that I don't talk to for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's cool. Like this, this person is coming in here because they have this connection with this staff member because they either are involved in writing or in a different community or like have a different viewpoint of something or just that they started talking one day. And so they still, just, like, so the customer still has that experience or that and that familiarity and relationship yeah and i think that's another reason why people come back yeah so um did it am i crazy did it used to be called phase video video yeah it used to be phase video and espresso bar um so i mean we kind of ended up just reducing it to just phase when Matthew sold his half to Justin. Okay. So I have a new business partner for the last, since 2015. Okay. Um, and that was mainly more where there was like the way that they s- went to the city and like removed the name to whatever. Like we couldn't just, the first time like you can just, usually you follow the person around and you say, I'm giving up this name. And then that person picks up the name. It didn't happen that way. And so we had to change it. Mm-hmm. And so we decided just going phase was then we could make it doing business as we can add whatever mm-hmm. to it. And so we actually did take down the sign out front because it used to say phase video and everyone would be like, this is a video store. Those still exist. And you could hear them from outside and you were like, go in and watch, just go like, in and watch Netflix. <laughs> exactly. <inside the> store. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we decided that it was better just to put phase coffee out front as a sign because a lot of people didn't know we actually had coffee. And so, we figured that was a way to get people to be like, oh, wait, I don't have to wait in line. Or wait, oh, this is that place that people are talking about that has coffee because they mm-hmm. would see video store and be confused even though it was still phase. So. Right. I'm but. guessing um, it's been a while since, because I don't live in the neighborhood anymore, it's been a while since I like really hung out or you know, went to eat at Delphine or anything. I'm guessing like sometimes people who go to, let's say, yeah, like they go to Tartine and then they do they pop over here or like if they're waiting on their table at Delfina, do you, do you get a lot of that foot traffic? Yeah. From, from it, from those places. Yeah, definitely for sure. Like sometimes I think someone will say like, Oh, there's a line over there. And 
then they'll come over here. Or like the people when they're waiting for their table at the pizzeria, especially, I think a lot of people pop over here and look at like the cards and like buy, you know, peruse that selection or be like, oh, this is cool to look at a video store. I mean, they might not actually come back in and actually rent a movie, which is unfortunate, but I mean, they're like, oh, this, they're like, this is cool. We didn't know this was here. So we do get exposure from that. We also get a lot of the staff from Delfino and Byright come over for coffee, which we all know them. And there's, you know, so it's like that, you know, we have that repertoire with the local businesses. So it's not a bad, bad, not a bad place to be. No, not at all. (laughs) So yeah, I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's, I mean, this block definitely has a lot of energy and it's interesting that, you know, there's so much is changing over on Valencia street. It seems like (laughs) things are getting pushed out or something that's been there for a long time is closing and something new will open and it might only last a couple months because the rents are so exorbitant. Um, but like, you know, all the businesses on this block have been around basically for 20 years, like Mm -hmm. Dolores Park Cafe, Byright, Delfina and us all celebrate our 20 years this year. Um, or in 2018. And then, like, there's a couple new places that seem like they're doing okay. Like, Namagaji on the corner yeah. is good. And, of course, her team's doing well, even though <laughs> they came okay. in 2002. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think they're doing fine. That was Michael McConnell. Join us Thursday when Michael will talk about being an artist in San Francisco. And he'll share some fun stories from the 18th and Guerrero area. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on everything we do. Find the 60-plus past episodes on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts and you have a couple minutes, please rate and review the show for us. Send comments and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>